welcome to Dark Matter Uncovered in this special podcast series. Thierry and Adrian explore the breadth of opportunities in the emerging space sector, a new key pillar of the Luxembourg economy. Dark Matter Uncovered is a Lux Unplugged production supported by Hogan Lovells, a global team advising clients on their most complex legal issues on Earth and beyond. Hi, I'm Thierry. Welcome to another episode of Dark Matter Uncovered, our special space-related podcast series sponsored by Hogan Lovells. On part one of this conversation, I had the pleasure of talking to Pierre Reuter and George John from Hogan Lovells. The idea of this recording was to have two perspective views of the benefits of the space sector in Luxembourg, but also on how someone from the US sees the evolving space sector in the Grand Duchy. Both Pierre and George are two established lawyers. While Pierre is based in Luxembourg and George is based in Washington DC, we established early on in this conversation that space has no boundaries and the benefits of clients working with Hogan Lovells is to have access to a wide range of expertise and knowledge about the space sector in different countries and jurisdictions. A very fascinating conversation and I'm sure that listeners are very keen to dive into this topic. But now, without further ado, my conversation with Pierre Reuter and George John. Pierre, George, thank you for joining the Lux Unplugged podcast. Thanks for having us again, as far as I'm concerned. Thanks for having me on for the first time. Looking forward to this conversation. Fantastic. And as Pierre, as you mentioned, you've been on the podcast before. So for people who don't know you, could you please reintroduce yourself, Pierre, and introduce yourself as well, George. So my name is Pierre Reuter. I'm a lawyer at Hogan Lovells in Luxembourg. My main area of expertise are actually investment funds in Luxembourg, which I think for Luxembourg makes a lot of sense. But I've also broader expertise in regulatory matters. And more recently, in collaboration with George, um, I'm interested in space, generally speaking. On my side, I am George John. I am a senior associate at Hogan Levels, located in Washington, D.C. And my primary responsibilities uh, concern the licensing, rulemakings or consultations, international treaty negotiations, all related to the space industry. And as we'll discuss later, space is inherently international. It does not stop at any boundaries over Luxembourg or wherever else. And so that has allowed my practice to interact with peers in Luxembourg. And, and so we are working together in uh, further developing our space group and our facets, regulatory, corporate, finance, transactional, and everything in between. Well, before we go into more details, and obviously, as we know, um, the space industry is growing at a very fast pace. And as we talk about space in this episode, can you both tell our, tell our listeners the core differences or competencies you advise clients? And what I mean with that is Luxembourg compared to the US. Maybe to start with, I, I wanted to briefly set the scene on, 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 on Luxembourg so that our listeners know what we're actually talking about. So in Luxembourg, there are roughly 70 public and private players. 
the estimate of the Ministry of Economy is that 1,400 people are directly or indirectly employed in, in the sector. Um, this is not a new sector for Luxembourg because Luxembourg has been active and pioneering to a certain extent in this sector for more than 30 years. And it actually started with the Société Européenne des Satellites, SAS, in 1985. Uh, more recently, um, the uh, launch of the Luxembourg Space Agency, LSA, uh, five years ago. Uh, is 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 very important to, to note. Well, so they actually also um, celebrating their fifth anniversary this year. So so look out for events in in Luxembourg uh, around space. I I, I would say that um, there's no core difference between um, the work for clients that we do in the US versus versus Luxembourg. Uh, the only thing, and we will probably come back to that a little bit later, is that. Um, in the U.S., I think the expertise is broader in 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 two two ways. Broader in the sense that it encompasses more areas, and also geographically it is broader because the work that George and his team are doing is not limited to U.S. clients. Uh, because George can advise uh, clients that operate all over the world that are maybe from time to time already present in Luxembourg, but also, as we discussed it, the both of us just before uh, this uh, recording, also international uh, bodies on the framing of uh, international legal standards for space activities. And to add on to there, the the, the main thing here is it's not really Luxembourg versus U.S. because Hogan Levels is a global firm. We have 47 to 50 offices worldwide. And because of that, we have our different uh, sectors, and it could be regulatory, it could be transactional and corporate, it could be litigation, or it could be intellectual property. And with that, they're different verticals. The space falls into these, this vertical uh, in, in its own vertical. And so we have lawyers that can work on any of these issues, not only in the U.S., but they can work on it in Luxembourg. And the reason why is, it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning, space is inherently international. And so when I visited Pierre in our Luxembourg office, the, we went and spoke to uh, the, the uh, ILR, which handles uh, radio frequency usage for satellites. We talked to Luxembourg Space Agency and also the Ministry of State. And what was really telling is, you know, I was able to fluently speak in those conversations because um, our core competencies are really they're the same uh, across all offices. And we're trying to train our folks up so that folks from other jurisdictions who come to the U.S. and do the vice versa. And so whether it be regulatory, corporate, transactional, everything intersects. And because of that, we've been able to guide each other together. And you just mentioned, George, um, that you went to Luxembourg. What was your first in impression? Because the space industry for Luxembourg is one of the key pillars of the economy. That was one of the reasons why I went there because I had always heard and read on papers that Luxembourg is investing in X company or Luxembourg is adopting such law related to space. And that always intrigued me. And so I was 
blessed with an awesome opportunity to venture to our different Hogan Levels offices. And had I not heard that news, I would have probably skipped Luxembourg, to be totally honest. And before I even visited the office, I spoke to Pierre very briefly and a few other folks in the office. And they could have just brushed me off completely, <laughs> but their vested interest in the space industry was abundantly clear immediately. And they welcomed me with open arms and let me bother them that entire week I was there in the office. And we met with various representatives of the government. We made introductions to some of the 70 uh, space-related entities that Pierre referenced. Um, and then internally, we discussed the many different ways from tax or from regulatory or from corporate uh, avenue that we could support some of these companies that have been traditionally based in other countries, but are now looking toward Luxembourg, given the government's vested interest, both financially and legally. When I first heard of George, I said, who is this guy? Because we were interested, uh, we in Luxembourg, I mean, we were interested in space for just a couple of uh, years, starting maybe with um, the, the Space Resources Project. Um, and so when we heard about George, uh, coming to visit us and when we discussed common clients I personally was very surprised because he has in that area more contacts in Luxembourg than I I do what is important here to notice is the the collaboration well, obviously within our law firm which is not a given but which definitely exists here we don't think in silos we think purely in the interest of of the client what works best for the client U.S., Luxembourg, somewhere else, maybe. And that cooperation, I think, is, is as well an, um, an important factor generally for, for this, this, this industry because, obviously, research is very important, technical support, financing, where Luxembourg can play a, a role as well because it's a new, uh, it has a unique position on the... Um, international financing market but again cooperation is is very important and that's definitely the spirit that george and i are having but others in 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 team uh, have as well and to just capture this all together i read it i heard it and then once i saw it in person it was real and not from only the government side but from the private sector side and now is how do we cultivate it going forward well, as you both mentioned, as it's well known, obviously your firm is a, is a global firm. Uh, space has no, no boundaries and with advising all these different clients. But how challenging is it for, for companies to keep track of these evolving regulations? Because that is where one of the key um, contributions of, of Hogan Lovells needs to come in as well. Yes, it is challenging, but... One helpful factor is the United States does tend to be at the forefront. A lot of the international treaty uh, making and also the regulation uh, drafting. And because we have a large U.S. footprint already, we're able to keep on top of it. And with that, we can send email blasts very easily to respective clients, but more importantly, internally to our various office members, such as those in Luxembourg. And so they know, oh, the U.S. is doing this, and my government might be interested in doing something similar. And because of that, we've been able to keep track of most things fairly easily. Uh, but 
you are right. There are so many different venues that you need to be watching. It's not only domestic. So if we, if we even take it from a domestic level, there might be one entity that is uh, drafting radio frequency regulation. There's another entity that might be doing orbital debris supervision. And there might be a different entity that is uh, handling supervision of non-traditional activities like space resource mining. And then there might be another entity that is responsible for the actual legislative action that authorizes the different regulatory agencies. And so you need to be mindful of that and the funding that the congressional or that legislative entity might be uh, providing for space-related activities. That's just domestic. Then you talk about it um, internationally. You have multiple parts of the United Nations that are involved. You have the Committee on the Peaceful Uses of Outer Space, or UNCOPIUS. And then separately, you have a specialized agency called the International Telecommunication Union. And just there, you have two different entities that are developing very rapidly the the future of radio frequency and and uh, uh, orbital resource management uh, going forward. And so there are different venues to follow, but I, I'd like to think that Hogan Levels has done a good job in you know, being able to overcome those boundaries uh, because we are involved in the U.S. process heavily, and then a number of clients have enlisted our support and to uh, have us involved in the different international processes. And then we report back and then we try to do client updates. And so that's how we've been doing it so far. And obviously there are room for improvement here. Again, collaboration is key. Uh, I, I'm not alone here in the office in Luxembourg. George is not alone in uh, the office in, in DC. There, there, there's a team looking at all those issues, a team of researchers as well. And together, I think we can bring updates, but also insights to, to our clients on how the legislation is evolving. And there are also a number of really useful resources that weren't previously available. My favorite is Twitter. <laughs> the number of space journalists, the number of economic uh, economists, engineers, uh, giving their insights is so invaluable. Uh, I don't have to be as involved in these different processes uh, if I didn't need to be. I could rely on them. I could rely on a lot of these news outlets that have their own press briefings. And so if I read their daily news update, I'll have a good idea of what's going on because they are actually well in tuned into the very minute processes that might be going here. And so, yes, there are law firm resources, but then there are other publicly available resources and we enlist both. Uh, Pierre, you, you've been on, on the podcast before and, and we talked about diff a different topic uh, then, but, um, you know, the US is, is a space powerhouse and Luxembourg or even Europe, um, you know, I wouldn't say that we are at a par with, 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 with the US, but we are certainly catching up. How are companies benefiting from doing business, you know, with, with uh, Hogan Lovells, and especially in Luxembourg, but also other other uh, countries in, in Europe? So as George uh, just mentioned it, uh, the US is leading the way in, in, in many ways, but we are not an emerging country, if I may say so, in, in, in space. Uh, for example, on space resources, um, we were the, the second country in the world to have legislation on the um, 
uh, exploration and use of space resources uh, and the first country in uh, in Europe to have such a legislation. What is, however, important is that, and, and we discussed it before, that generally speaking, we work together towards the aim, which is a peaceful use of space resources, for example, in the interest of mankind. And for us as a law firm, and I mentioned it as well before, it is important to give our client the best possible solution to its problem. If it's the US, it will be the US. If it is Luxembourg, it will be Luxembourg. It's not because I had I was the first touch point with the client and because I'm based in Luxembourg that it will necessarily be Luxembourg. Obviously, I want to try to get the client to establish a venture here in Luxembourg. But if for whatever reason it makes more sense to have it in the US, to have it in Germany or somewhere completely different, that's then uh, where we will guide our client to. And we will also uh, be through the network of um, around 50 offices that we have around the world, be able to, to help him in establishing a, a venture there. It is not, not about Luxembourg versus US or Luxembourg versus the rest of the world. What we see often, um, for example, as well in, in the fund industry, the, the, um, the situation is a little bit similar because Luxembourg is obviously a, a big, big player there. But we as a law firm, we are working solely in the interest of our clients. If it is in Luxembourg, as I said before, we are happy to help and we will work together with George and his team as well. Because as I said at the very beginning, their expertise reaches far more areas and dates back more than we are in Luxembourg. Uh, but everything is done to, to benefit from, from, uh, from the client. It, it does not matter at Hogan Lovells where you are based, where your contacts are. The only thing that matters is that the advice given to the client is, is, is right and that the client is, <laughs> I'm sorry to say something as blunt as this, that the, the client is happy at the end of the day with the setup that we have proposed and that it works for, for the client. And companies are typically, especially in the space industry, typically approaching us. They recognize that Luxembourg, yes, has been advancing its space uh, regulation uh, rapidly, but also there are inherent advantages in Luxembourg that the general public is aware of. There's tax advantages. Uh, the Luxembourg government recognizing the space industry also has a number of you know, funding opportunities. And so those are probably like the primary three reasons, regulatory financing and tax that companies may benefit from Luxembourg. But it's a it's a multi-factor analysis that doesn't just stay in Luxembourg. It, there's companies are inherently international nowadays, and so we as a team look at that together. And just one brief comment on tax. Tax is an incentive, but I would say it's not the main incentive. I think Luxembourg has other things to offer. Maybe in the past that wasn't true and maybe still some countries look at luxembourg and say well it's a tax haven that's why they succeed in attracting all these these players but in my view it's a factor and it's obviously a, an important factor because you want to structure uh, your venture in luxembourg in a tax efficient uh, manner but it's not the determining factor anymore
Do you see a difference or a challenge more about talent acquisitions rather than uh, one government in, in one particular country giving uh, favorable tax arrangements? Uh, is, is talent uh, acquisition something that you can see when you are speaking to your, to your clients or advising your clients that is around the world still an issue? Well, speaking from Luxembourg, talent retention, talent management uh, is a key issue for this industry, but also for other industries in, in, in Luxembourg. To a certain extent, Luxembourg is the victim of its success. A lot of people, uh, young people, but also more senior people, they like working in Luxembourg. They like living in Luxembourg because life is good in Luxembourg. And, and I think we discussed that as well on, on the former po podcast. And so there's um, a real struggle for, for talent. We, we are, as a country, very attractive for, for various reasons, but we are also doing something uh, for that. For example, we had an um, interdisciplinary space master program on, on offer since 2019. I don't know uh, whether any other country can say, say the same, maybe with the exception of, of the US. Um, what it boils down to actually is that the, the Luxembourg government, and in particular the Minister of Economy, um, as you said at the beginning, has identified the, the space industry, generally speaking, as a pillar of the future economy of, of, of Luxembourg. And so there's a strong political will behind this initiative and to, and to push the sector and to do everything to, to make it a success. And so coupled uh, with short uh, short decision-making process and all the advantage, other advantages that that we know of, of Luxembourg. I think we are in a good position to 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 be successful in in that area and to to be able to attract more and more people to to Luxembourg, which is by the way beneficial for Luxembourg in in so many other ways. Uh, as I'm living here, and uh, if you just for example go to a supermarket, the number of languages that you hear. It's it's fantastic, actually. It's it's fantastic. It has become so international and so attractive. It, it, it's great to see. And um, the the question is how how will the country evolve? How will the country deal with this? But I only see positive things, benefits to that. On this talent retention question, it's a very interesting one, and it's it's interesting because one of the things that was said to me by our government colleagues in Luxembourg was not what, like, the question isn't what can Luxembourg do for you? What can you do for Luxembourg? And that statement was made with respect to uh, both licensing and financing that the government might partake on behalf of a space-related company. And so there are companies that have been able to secure the necessary authorization and or financing within Luxembourg, but as a result, it does need to maintain a certain workforce number in Luxembourg. And so I wonder if that's a workaround way, <laughs> other than the, the very good reasons that Pierre mentioned that people might want to stay and more people come to Luxembourg. But here's a, another mechanism that the government is pulling that will, you know, force companies to stay in Luxembourg to take advantage of these awesome laws um, uh, on the regulatory side. And I, I don't know if, if I can, but uh, maybe a question for you, George, because obviously I see the benefit uh, of this policy 
so that you have a certain substance in Luxembourg uh, for, the, for the country. But is that something that you see in other countries? And is that something that could maybe be a disadvantage for Luxembourg in comparison to other countries? Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't necessarily seen this requirement elsewhere. So certainly it could also be a disincentive. But in the overall grand scheme, having regulatory certainty, potential funding available, uh, that's probably what's going to trump most of the other concerns uh, that we've been hearing from space companies. And, and time will tell, right? <laughs> uh, some of these Luxembourg laws are very new. The licensing regulatory uh, processes are also new. These space companies are new. Who knows what will actually pan out? And time will tell. What is uh, the, the feedback when you speak to your clients in, in other countries on, on that particular topic? Do they see it as a benefit or not as a benefit? Well, just speaking at a high level without going to client details, our clients that have chosen Luxembourg have seen it as a benefit and clients that have gone elsewhere have seen it as a disadvantage. And But every country has its advantages and disadvantages. Like if then you were to go to the US, you're going to be... Uh, liable for a surety bond obligation for every day that you don't actually launch your license. And that could go up to 5 million US dollars. And for space bar startups, that's a significant amount of cash that they might be on the hook for if they, they don't launch. The annual regulatory fee could be anywhere from 100,000 to 300,000 US dollars. Sure, it's not an apples to apples uh, comparison here, but those are other financial disincentives that might push people away from the U.S. process and like the timelines that are necessary to get licensed in the United States. And so like we keep going back to this multi-factor analysis. I think these are what business executives in this space uh, companies are thinking. How are we going to offset X with Y issue? And for our particular situation, why is Luxembourg the best choice here? That was Dark Matter Uncovered, your special series dedicated to the Luxembourg space industry and beyond. Subscribe to our Lux Unplugged podcast feed to continue receiving future episodes either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.